Welcome to the Upgrade Your Education Business podcast. I'm your host, Samantha. Thank you so much for tuning in today, and I hope that you find this episode useful. If you're new to this podcast, each week I share fluff-free, actionable ideas tailored to education businesses that you can mould to suit your needs. And finally, if you enjoy listening to the podcast, it would mean the world to me if you could leave a review on iTunes or follow and subscribe on whichever platform you choose. Thank you once again for tuning in. If you're a fan of using Instagram for your business, which I most definitely am, and you want to improve the results you're getting or just work out how you can use it, this episode is for you. We're deep diving into using Instagram specifically for tuition businesses on the 2nd of August in the Tutors Mastermind. It's a really interesting one because as tutors, we tend to connect with educators. So I'm going to be talking about different strategies that you can capitalize on those connections and how you can shift your connections towards potential clients. So if you want to join in, then please do book a call with me using the link in the show notes. All of our sessions are recorded and we reinforce topics through things like challenges and accountability tasks in our members only Facebook group. Now, I really started putting my time into Instagram about a year and a half ago. At first, it gained momentum quite nicely. Nothing major, but I was getting to know the platform and finding my groove with it. But then it got to a point where I thought, okay, I'm enjoying this and putting time into this but it isn't bringing in actual customers. And that point is really worth pausing and honing in on. Because often we focus on how many followers we have and how much engagement we're getting. And whilst these things are important, I don't agree with them purely being vanity metrics. The whole reason you're on there for your business is to ultimately get clients. So when I focused on this, I tried a few things, only small changes, but they transformed the result. Now, people book discovery calls with me through Instagram all the time, and they find out about my podcast. And I know this because they tell me. One of the things I changed, and you may not like this, is going from posting content three times a week to every day. Now, as you might know from past episodes, I always advise prioritizing a schedule that's sustainable over trying to maintain an unrealistic one. Because it's really important to show up consistently, and that's hard to do if you're trying to keep up with a schedule that's too heavy, too unrealistic. And with most social media platforms, I found that that approach is fine. For instance, I changed my LinkedIn frequency to just twice a week from something more frequent, and it didn't really make much of a difference. However, with Instagram, it really did make a difference. And I'm going to share some ways you can do this so that it isn't too time consuming. But before I do, it's important to understand why this strategy actually works, because it will steer you in the right direction with your content. If you think about it, posting more frequently on Instagram makes sense. For instance, on LinkedIn, you'll see posts from weeks ago. In fact, some of my content that I published a month or so ago are still getting engagement. But Instagram moves faster than that. Stories, for instance, only show up for 24 hours and we only see recent posts as we scroll through. Now, I must mention that social media platforms change all the time. So everything I'm talking about works now, but I can't guarantee it will still work in, say, six months time if the platform changes. But staying on the subject of why this works, it can also help you decide what to publish. I'll explain. Think about how you behave on the platform. 
On Instagram, most of us scroll through quite fast. Since you can't post anything on your grid without a visual, that's the first thing we notice. And we either only pay attention to the visual or if it has intrigued us enough, we read the caption. So the speed of the platform coupled with the fact that people often don't read captions is actually good news for us because it means that you can repeat your messages over and over again without sounding repetitive or spammy. A lot of people simply repost content from six months ago because they assume that people aren't going to remember it. And if you want to do that, lots of social media scheduling apps allow you to. I use Zoho Social and it does allow me to do that if I wanted to. And there's also an app called Repost that you can use. But I have to admit that I rarely do this, if ever. But what I do is I repurpose. So if I've published a podcast episode, I take snippets from that and create Instagram content around it. If I see that a particular Instagram post has performed quite well, I reuse the style or its theme, or I even present the same message in a different way. This massively cuts down on content creation time because you're not always having to think of fresh content. But as well as this being a convenient way for you to increase how often you're posting, it also serves an important function in turning your followers to potential clients. I think there's a statistic along the lines of how people need to see your content something like eight times before they buy. I can't remember the exact number, but it's not really important because it's not as formulaic as that. But the principle does work. And I can say that with certainty because it works for me and it works for my clients. To give you some inspiration, one of my clients, Judy Bryce, has launched a brand new service aimed at educators. It's called Jackpot Maths. Go and check her out. I've popped the link in the show notes. Now, Judy has only been posting content about it for around two months, and she's entered a brand new niche. She hasn't worked with educators before. She's a maths tutor. Last week, she officially opened the doors and she got her first sale within 24 hours. I caught up with her this morning in the Tutors Mastermind. And since then, in just a few days, she's had four more sales. And it all came through her content, both through social media and one of them came through email marketing, which is something we covered in one of our mastermind sessions. And Judy highlights a really important lesson that will help you understand how you can use Instagram more effectively. Success with our business rarely relies on one thing. Now, I'm not saying that you need to go and sign up to as many social media platforms as possible and create email marketing. But what I am saying is that when you're thinking about using Instagram to attract more clients, think about how it sits with everything you do have right now. So let's say that all you have is an Instagram profile and a website. You want to marry those together through things like calls to actions, or is it call to actions or calls to action? I'm really not sure what the plural is, but you know what I mean. Let's say someone finds you through your website. Well, on there, you could encourage them to follow you on Instagram. And a great way to do that is by enticing them through something like, when you follow me on Instagram, here's what you'll see. Now, that is going to dictate the kind of content that you can post, which again, saves some time. And the reason why it's important to kind of push people from Instagram to your website, from your website to Instagram or whatever else you have set up is because that's how you can stay on their radar and really build that deeper relationship. 
So cross-pollinating across different platforms is a really useful strategy to build deeper connections. And if you want more on that, you can listen to episode one, where I deep dive into using social media without paying for ads to get paid clients. So when you're promising someone that this is what you're going to get when you come to my Instagram profile, it saves you time because you know exactly what you need to deliver, but it also makes your use of Instagram very intentional and that boosts the chance of a follower turning into a client. But going back to Judy, let me tell you why I think she's been so successful after just two months of social media marketing. The first thing, which I didn't realize, but she told me today, is that she listened to my ideas to income episode, which was episode 18, and she created a sort of waiting list before her course was even ready. And she used this to generate interest and to test that her idea was indeed a good one before she invested the time and money into creating it. But zooming in specifically on her social media marketing, she focused on being consistent with her frequency and style. She started writing content in a way that converts, which was one of the topics we covered in the Tutor's Mastermind. And she increased how often she was posting the same message packaged in different ways. She has repurposed her content really well. And it makes sense because going back to the point of how fast the platform works, as well as how quickly people scroll, you can't just tell someone something once and expect them to remember. Not when the competition for grabbing people's attention is so high. We have to keep repeating our messages for them to stick. And that applies to all of your marketing, really. And the beauty of doing this is that it also establishes your footprint. People start associating you with that thing that you keep talking about. I'll tell you something that happened to me. A while ago, someone booked a call with me and they said, oh, you're the girl with the yellow dress that I see on Instagram. Another time I was invited to be a guest on a podcast and they asked me to talk about the concept of designing businesses because they said they'd heard me talk about it quite a lot. So repeating your messages and even key parts of your imagery works really well towards making you more visible and memorable. Another thing to do to boost those relationships that lead to clients is to comment on other people's content with something thoughtful. I'm saying thoughtful because I've seen some people use commenting as an opportunity to promote themselves, or they've written something that really doesn't mean anything, like just an emoji, for instance. Now, when people use it as an opportunity to promote themselves, they try and be discreet, but there's no discreet way of really doing it. And so it becomes quite transparent. Now, I don't know about you, but that really puts me off because to me, it's disingenuous and that's not how you build relationship with someone. But when you're genuine, that is when you start building a good relationship. I can't tell you how many times my interaction with someone on Instagram has moved from comments to private messages, which then naturally moves to booking a call because we want to meet each other. Relationship marketing really works, and it's definitely my preferred method because it's a great gatekeeper of making sure that you're only spending your time with people who you're compatible with. But for this relationship to really form, it has to be a two-way conversation. I've commented on people's content before, and they've either not replied or taken ages to reply, and I'm talking days. Now, I know that that doesn't sound like very long, and we're all busy, but if we're going to market ourselves on social media, we can't just focus on media and ignore the social side of it. So when someone doesn't reply or takes ages, it creates a distance, especially on a platform that moves as fast as Instagram. 
And when this happens to me, I don't tend to comment or even engage again, because why would we give up our time and make an effort if someone doesn't reciprocate? So I do always reply to comments or at least acknowledge them. And generally, I try and do it within a few minutes. But if someone has commented, say, in the middle of the night or while I'm teaching, then of course, there's a bit more of a delay. And this, again, does apply to social media marketing on any platform, really. And what that means is that when you choose a platform, you can't just schedule a load of content and forget about it. You need to be active and that activity will push your content out to more people. Because if you look at it from Instagram's point of view, they want people to use the platform and stay on it. And the people who do that will get higher priority than the people who don't. Earlier, I talked about how aiming for more followers and engagement isn't the most important thing, but it is important because if someone engages with your content, that's signaling to Instagram that your content is interesting. It's encouraging people to use and stay on the platform, which is what they want. So if they see that your content is helping people do that, then it will reach even more people. So, so far, here are some things to try that will boost the results that you get on Instagram. The first thing to do is to try and increase how often you're posting and think of how you can repeat your messages in different ways to create some consistency and to spend less time on content creation. The second thing is to engage with other people and start conversations through your content and by commenting. The third thing is to commit to consistency. I really believe that Judy wouldn't have got her first sale within hours of launching if she hadn't consistently posted content for a couple of months before that. And the fourth thing is to be active on Instagram or whichever platform you want results through. Remember, social media platforms want people to use their platforms and to stay on it. Now, this gives you a great starting point. Or for members of the Tutors Mastermind, it gives you a head start for our Hivemind meeting on the 2nd of August. Now, of course, just by doing these things may not instantly boost your results, but they will boost them over time. And if you're anything like me, I know that that concept of just persevering and giving it time is a bit frustrating. But honestly, it only took me a few months of making these small changes to start getting new clients. Some of the other things that you may want to research independently if you can't join us in the Tutors Mastermind are things like ways to optimize your profile, Using the more subtle tools like the recent update of being able to pin your posts. I've tried a few things with this and have found some really good ways to use this feature, which I'll be sharing in our session. You might also want to think about how to use the different moving parts of Instagram for different purposes in a way that they all work together. Things like your grid, reels, longer videos and stories. But I'm going to leave you with these small changes to try today. And here's what you can do now. Just choose one thing to try. So you might choose to increase your frequency just slightly by repurposing some content that worked really well a few months ago. You could copy the main message. You could use the same format, for instance, if it was a carousel post. That way, you're reinforcing past messages and being able to increase how often you post without having to work too hard. I'd love to know which ideas you try and how they work for you. So message me on whichever platform we're connected on. I'd love to hear from you. And if you enjoyed this episode, please do take a moment to write a review and share with someone who you think would find it useful as well. Thank you as always for giving me your time and you'll hear from me next week. Would you like to take this discussion further? Perhaps you have some questions or you'd like more ideas you can tailor to your education business. 
If so, book a free discovery call through the link in the show notes or visit www.upgradeyoureducationbusiness.com.